Story number one. Killing it, written by LG Father Anthracite. There was no longer any doubt after the second trial with the same results. No one could deny it any longer. Not even the Galathi. The creature standing in front of them was sapient. It was hard to believe. No one wanted to believe it, especially the Galathi. Their claim to the planet was null and void. All resources that they had expended were forfeit to the natives of the planet. Moreover, as a sapient species who had made contact with the Federation, they were technically allowed to petition for protection and membership. Petitions were never denied. The findings were submitted within seconds of the second trial's result being made public. Earth, as the locals called their planet, was surprisingly adept at navigating the bureaucracy of a millennia-old federation. As it turns out, they had an entire profession dedicated to such things. Two, in fact. Something called a uh, lawyer, uh, which focused on the written bureaucracy, and the socio-political counterparts, the politician. They had demanded a trial to determine sapience. After passing a long and arduous series of tests and procedures, the Galathi had demanded a second and even more stringent reassessment. Something that was allowed, but an option that had only been exercised a few times in the history of the Federation. It was understandable that the Galathi were reluctant to accept the results. The raw materials and supplies that they had flown to Earth as part of their expansion and colonization were now property of the planet that they had been dumped on. The financial loss was almost as bad as the loss of the place to put the colonists. The Galathi were approaching critical population limits on the current world, and Earth was to supply them with arable land for growing and a place for the dispossessed of their worlds. In light of the findings of the Federation, they would have to accept the loss of not only resources, but a place to put several million people. Minutes after the petition for protection and membership were filed and automatically accepted, as was tradition in the Federation, the Republic of Earth filed more petitions with the Federation. When the Galathi heard what the petition was for, they immediately assumed it was some sort of trick. The humans were petitioning for an exchange with the Galathi, in exchange for one standard FTL cargo vessel of the lowest size along with manuals for maintenance and upkeep. The humans would be willing to provide land to house and support two million Galathi, and return any unused portions of the remaining resources the Galathi had left on Earth. The politicians and the lawyers worked together with the Galathi government to determine which lands would be good for the Galathi to inhabit. They determined that while the Galathi of Earth would be under Earth's jurisdiction, they would be treated as Galathi citizens. Earth would get a 10% share of any resources to be shipped or fooled as a tax, and the number of colonists was less than the originally intended, so the excess materials that were delivered to Earth were returned and two million Galathi were allowed to inhabit the marshlands and the wetlands of the various places across the globe. The cargo ship was what the humans were after. They had not come to the Federation as the most other members had. Instead of being contacted after making the first FDL flight, humans were instead thrust upon the galactic stage due to the preponderance of random circumstances. 
long-standing presumption and bad timing. As they were technically a pre-FTL civilization, the ship was to be blueprint from which they could learn the basics of FTL engine construction. Once the ship was delivered, the settlers were moved to places like the Everglades and the Louisiana Bayou, as well as the Polistova Lavoskotkai Swamp and the stretch of the Amazon. After the settlers were given aid setting up, the protections were put into place to ensure their safety. Earth turned its attention to the cargo vessel. The ship was stripped down. Every system was documented, diagrammed, and analyzed, and in the last 24 separate occasions, run through and scanned electron microscope. Whole new industries sprung up as exotic and new processes were developed based on the influx of material sciences data. Within five years, the Galathi were established on Earth, and Earth had built the first test engines for FTL travel. There were, of course, roadblocks, obstacles, and setbacks. Many of the Federation felt that the automatic admission of a pre-FTL race was a slap in the face. Many didn't trust the humans, who had only a loose worldwide government. There were many places that considered the Galathi invaders, Thankfully, the Terran Council had not located any Galathi in those territories. Earth, for its part, tried to keep its head down and not cause any issues. It collected its 10% tax on resources that the Galathi exported and stockpiled information and resources based on the new influx of technologies that were slowly permeating the borders between Galathi encampments and the human neighbors. After ten years, Earth had more solidly developed a planetary government. They had also managed to make a handful of FTL engines, many of which were used in system to do things like gather raw materials from the asteroid belt and deliver them to the moon and Mars, where new colonies were being established. After fifty years, the Galathi were, for the most part, accepted as fellow Earth residents. They were, like the people of Earth, diverse in their interests. Drag races, amusement parks, nature preserves, music concerts, movies, bookstores. Any place that you would find a human perusing a passion, you would just as likely find a Galathi. Colleges, in particular, were rife with not only Galathi, but other Federation races as Earth had instituted a new cultural exchange program, where students were allowed to come spend a semester on an Earth college, if human students were allowed to do the same in return. It had proved to be very popular, as the youth were always curious and adventurous than the older, more established members of society. After a century of hosting multiple alien species and collecting the many resources of both the Galathi residence export tax and the now easily collectible asteroids, Earth and her colonies were a net exporter of raw materials to the galaxy. Fifty years of exchange study and many other Federation races had left the Earth with a fair amount of talented individuals from many places, as well as a fair number of citizens from aboard. Students who took part in the exchange program were highly valued and often went on to have outstanding careers in any field. For the better part of 500 years, Earth slowly but surely building its reputation in the Federation. They were quick to offer aid and often went beyond the typical protocols of the Federation to engage in cultural exchange. They were the first species to put together a traveling cultural exhibit, 
They noted a few ships with an orchestra, an acting troupe, classic works of cinema, compads with thousands of literary works, and reproductions of famous artwork. The ships would spend a year in Federation member territory, visiting planets, putting on concert performances for a few months, selling compads full of literature, host arts exhibits, and play performances. After a year, the ships would come home and restock. Members of the crew who wanted to leave were replaced, and there were only ever a handful. Being able to travel the galaxy and see so many different places was a dream of many. After a millennium, Earth was a home of 17 colonies and of the most diverse populations of the Federation planet. It was considered a leader in the cultural and educational fields and ran one of the largest and most expensive aid programs in the galaxy, providing financial aid to college-bound students on any Federation planet, disaster recovery services and a charitable aid to newly founded colonies. They were one of the most respected, accepted, and beloved races of all the Federation. The Galathi, in particular, were staunch allies, and had never forgotten how Earth had helped them when they were on the verge of catastrophe population crisis. One day, a thousand years after the fateful day, when Earth had made a petition to the Galathi, the Federation representatives of two races were meeting in an informal lunch. The Galathi rep, over the saddled and earth-grown Galathi Merrick reads, asked his counterpart, Why, all those centuries ago, do you think that your people made such a proposition to us? You were all within your rights to simply take the resources we left and turn us away. Well, I've heard, and mind you, this is hearsay, that we were completely underdeveloped as a race compared to the others in the Federation. We were allowed in base on a technicality that was rarely exploited. We couldn't hope to defend ourselves if anyone chose to attack. The human rep took a bite out of his merrick and after a moment said, Far better you consider us a benign, somewhat backwards benefactor than a selfish or self-righteous. So we fell back on an old earth axiom. Kill them with kindness. End of story number one.